Folks, we're going to have a conversation that sometimes occurs, whether you are a wholesaler, a real estate agent, or even an investor. What happens when the seller changes their mind, right? You are in contract. You are in escrow. Everything is smooth. You are wiring funds. And then the seller changes their mind. Brian, how you doing, man? This uh, I think this just happened to one of your students. What's going on? It, it did, man. It's, and it's happened to me several times. I don't know about you, Mike, but but you know, I think a lot of the time we feel handcuffed as an investor when things when things like this happen and we get forced out of deals and we don't know what to do, whether it be from a wholesaler, or from a seller or otherwise. So two of our students, husband and wife down in Georgia, they invest in remotely buying their first duplex in Detroit. So they went through the process, got the property inspection bag, lined up the kind. They did everything they were supposed to do, got their lending in place. So the deal was supposed to close on a Friday, which was the, technically the end of contract. The deal didn't, cl they, they signed docs on Monday, both seller and buyer. Okay. The, the buyers were remote. The seller was there locally. They signed docs on Monday. Um, lender sent funds to escrow on Monday as well. Okay. The only thing they had to do was just wait until they received docs on Tuesday from the buyer because they were overnighted and the thing was fun. Mm -hmm. And so the seller decided overnight that they were going to just pull out of the deal completely. And so I was happening, I was doing one of our five day real estate challenges and my student popped on there to ask me a question and they told me about what happened. I said, listen, I had the same thing happen um, a couple years ago where we were buying this property. The greedy agent took a, a double contract because, and I kid you not, Mike, because she had a Cadillac that was on layaway that she wanted to purchase oh. and she needed and, and she thought that this other buyer will close sooner than we would. So she took the double contract. You can't make this stuff up. And so wow. we ended up we ended up doing a Liz Pendence and a, a claim of interest. And just so everybody knows, essentially what is what that means is you're putting a lien on the property that's preventing the seller to sell this property to anybody else until they deal with you, un unless they won't give them clean, unencumbered insurable warranty deed okay which most buyers like us will want at this point yeah, it's in time. called it's called clouding the title clouding the title absolutely and so we clouded the title in, in my particular situation and the seller ended up paying us twenty five thousand dollars to go away right and so um in, in my students case i told them to do the same but i told them also you got to weigh weigh the the upside right because you may spend a couple thousand dollars on this process with an attorney and you know is the deal is the juice worth the squeeze? Does it right. does the cash flow make you excited enough to want to fight? Right. And if it does, then then do so because they're they're gonna have to deal with you one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that you'll see in real estate is um really two things. One is it's a business based on contracts, right? The rule of law, and also you're involving people. <laughs> and and those two things don't always go together. Right. Exactly. I, I, I have had many sellers, probably a dozen or more over 20 some odd years that changed their mind, whether it was just somebody like a lot of stuff I buy is out of the MLS. Right. I, I remember I remember a couple of times where a property is listed. It's been on the market three, four weeks. I write an offer. Of course, it's below listing. Seller agrees because they're stressed out. I spend a couple hundred bucks getting the property expected, whatever. And then out of nowhere, we're still in contract. Um, the seller says they've had a change of heart. They're staying, whatever the story is. And you're right. You have a choice. 
most of the time, at least if it's a couple hundred dollars on my end, I'm like, as long as they're not selling it to someone else, like they got a better deal. I'm like, okay, great. You want to stay because you're, you, you've got a job or whatever. Sometimes that's the right choice. But again, people are people and contracts are contracts and you have to make that choice. Sometimes you got to cloud the title. You got to force that discussion. It happens. Um, for sure. It, for sure. And sometimes it's just the threat of closing the title. Like I've sent many attorney letters mm -hmm. telling them what I'm going to do, which forces a conversation. And, you know, so it's, you just got to remember people are sometimes could be irrational, but contracts are there for a reason. For sure. For sure. And in this particular case, this was a vacant property. It needed, I don't know, $30,000 renovation. So it needed a significant enough renovation, heavy lift. right? Yeah, heavy for lift. sure. For sure. And, and the seller, I guess, come to find out also was an attorney. And, oh, um, oh, <laughs> right. Yes. So I'm sure they figured, yeah, you know, we, we got a better offer that came in. I'm going to, I'm going to bully them and say, say that your contract ended on Friday. More than likely they won't pursue me and then I'll sell it to who I want to sell it to. That's kind of what they, and this is why yeah. mentorship and proximity is so important, right? Listening to your channel and, and, and subscribing because this is the information that many don't talk about at your normal seminar and things of that nature. And people are missing out on deals. Just yeah. ignorance is expensive, right? I mean, we say that all the time. And so, um, but yeah, so when they when they put them on notice that they weren't going away, um, not a conversation has started. So, you know, to your point, Mike, it's, every situation is different. You know, if there's a seller in the property, I think that that changes the dynamic a bit. But this was just an investment property. Oh, yeah. I believe, you know, the 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 seller eyes, eyes got big because a, a different number came in and figured we're going to bully them and push them out of the deal. But what they fail to realize is, although the contract ended on Friday, and I learned this from my attorney, there's implied um, activity that's suggestive of, although the contract technically ended, that you're stu still moving forward in good faith, particularly in this case, that the attorney or the seller signed the, the closing documents on Monday, which implied yeah. that although the thing expired you, Friday, you were still moving forward as if. So you can't then come back and say, yeah, you, you can't then come back and say, Oh well, the contract expired Friday. It's like, buddy, you signed closing docs on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you signed the previous Monday and you were waiting, right? Yeah, you were exactly. taking action. Yeah, it's again, it'll be very interesting. Again, in this case, I think I think the seller will probably have to come through. Uh, otherwise, they're going to have to because again, the the next buyer is going to go away. They're not going to close with a clouded title. For uh, sure. So For sure. Be pretty interesting. But yeah, I real estate investing. Looks easy online. There is, there's a lot of hair sometimes in the business. And again, it often comes down to contracts and people. And then when you mush those all together, sometimes it can get pretty interesting. That's right. That's right. I know this is a little different of a topic, but I just thought it was, it was a nugget for, for the viewers, for your channel, because, yeah. you know, there, there's a lot of people that I know get, get that miss out on opportunities because they just don't know what to do in those situations. Yeah. The other thing we should do since we got a couple of minutes is you just had a five day challenge, which this was something that came up. Tell us about the five day challenge. Were you happy with it? What happened? Uh, it looked yeah. like a lot of fun. It, it really is, man. It, you know, it's it's uh, something that we started this year. Right. We have been kind of doing one to one before. And now we're, we're taking this one to many approach. And um, essentially during that the five days we teach them something new, right? But but every day we're teaching them who they need to become in order to do the thing that we're showing them how to do. 
And so day one, we kind of teach them the difference between traditional and remote investing. Um, day two, um, we go into uh, how to build out a six or seven figure business in 12 months. If that, if that really is your appetite, right? Day three, we talk about how to become an OPM magnet. Most people, most 90% of our students do their deals with no money out of pocket. So we show them how to do that. And then OPM day meaning four, other, other people's money, just so people realize. Yes, sir. Thank you for clarifying that. And then also day four, we teach them the time freedom cash flow formula. Part of what you and I discussed in the previous the video, like a lot of people are so close to financial freedom and they just don't realize it until you can show them tangibly. If you do these things and you can sacrifice for the next three years, like this is what your life can look like. And then on Friday, we build a customized investment plan specifically for them. So it's really cool. If, if you come in as VIP, they get to spend an hour with me each day and ask me questions, rapid fire. And then from from 12 to one o'clock daily, uh, and this is Eastern time, um, I teach on each one of those topics. So it's, it's been an amazing thing just watching people go through a transformation every week. Um, and then for some that qualify, they'll get an opportunity to come into one of our mentorship programs thereafter. Nice. That uh, sounds like a lot of fun. One thing I would ask you about the Thursday session, uh, I've been lucky enough to get in front of a couple of uh, high school senior classes. Mm -hmm. one, thing I, one thing I always start the session with is how many of you can live on 2000 bucks or 3000 bucks? I, I pick a number. And of course, all of them raise their hand because they have no context of money, right? Or at least mm -hmm. most of them don't. But that's really the point, right? If you understand what your monthly nut is, work to that. Bigger isn't always better, right? A lot of people's life changes if you get to four rentals, certainly by 10. We don't need to talk in hundreds and thousands and flexing owning 100 million of this or that is crazy. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think pe a, lot, a lot of people are closer than they really think they are, but they haven't taken the time. So that, that Thursday talk's powerful, I bet. It, it really is. That That's when you can see everybody start having those aha moments. And it's when you look at the statistics, right, which you're a statistics guy, you got over 52% of Americans that make $100,000 that live in paycheck to paycheck. I saw that. I mean, unbelievable. 44% credit card. So, so when you get these people in a room and you having these conversations and showing them how practically, if you can just contract in a few areas and expand over here, you can totally flip the narrative, you know, and, and nobody's having these conversations at work. It's just, it's just not happening. Not, Everybody, no. Everybody's in the same situation. So it's like, that's, that's been what's so powerful for me. I've been blessed to, to retire from work at 35 and um, to now take other people and show them how they can kind of free themselves from the rat race has been amazing. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate everything you can do. You are an amazing individual. Where can people follow you? Uh, Brian Adamson Real Estate on YouTube. And then also um, Brian Adamson Official on, on Instagram. And Mike, if you like, I could even put the, the, the or you could put the link um, for the masterclass. I mean, I'm just yeah, for, the, for the challenge. Yeah, text me and I'll, I'll add it to the link below. I, I will. I will. All right, buddy. Take care of yourself. Thanks for doing this. You made a special trip to do this recording. Thank you for making this time for us. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mike. Always a pleasure, bro. You, you got it, man.